welcome everybody to today's Jersey baseball show. We got a great episode. We are talking to Sir Fisher, uh, Andrew Fisher from down in the uh, Shore Conference, top one of the top players in the state. You can see not only is he repping Wall on his hat, but he's repping Duke University. We got Nick Lavarco coming on a little bit later. Um, we'll talk to uh, the you know two of the senior stars over at Wall about baseball, about their friendship, about uh, what lies ahead, and uh, some great stuff. So welcome, Andrew, and uh, and thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm, I'm excited to be here. You know, right off the bat, a couple of things that, that kind of struck me about Wall this year is, first of all, down to group two, um, and, and people think that group two is somehow below group three, but if you look at that central bracket in group two with, with uh, Rumson, obviously, we all know they're pretty solid, and you know, you got you got Voorhees that won the state title, and you got a couple of other just stud teams. Um, it's going to be pretty crazy this year, and uh, you know, you guys are off to a pretty you know splitting with Colts Neck to start the year. Um, tell me what we're looking at at Wall this year, because it looks like we got a pretty darn good team. No, definitely. I think I think we're young. Um, I think we have a lot of veteran talent. But when I say young, I'm saying young is in varsity experience. Mm -hmm. So we have a lot of kids. I would say about half our team played varsity last year. And uh, when I say played, they started. And uh, now this year, some of those other kids that might have been backups or, you know, got some at-bats here or there are now getting their chance in the field, you know, and in the starting lineup, which is – it's definitely interesting. And they're all, they're all my best friends. So I'm, 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 I'm pulling for them. I'm hoping – they can they can pick up their end of the bargain. Obviously, I'm going to do my best to hold my end up, and uh, we'll see what we can make happen here. Yeah, the short conference is like always crazy, but but this year it's even more so ridiculously loaded. It looks like um, you've grown up with a lot of these guys playing on different teams, playing in the Niners program. Um, what is it about this senior class that's just uh, insanely good I think and deep and spread out among a lot of different schools you know I I think that it started out when we were younger um you know a lot of us you know you talk about some of the top kids in the short conference here a lot of us played together together at a young age so it, it got competitive and you know obviously we all represent our own schools you know there might be three four kids from each school that you know can really play and uh it's not really heard of too often in uh, the short conference where you have, you know, a lot of teams that can compete. So, you know, we grew up all together playing on a lot of travel teams. I've been, I personally, I played on three, four different travel teams, you know, through my youth. And I played with almost every single senior now in the short conference at some point in my career so far. So it's good. It's, I love to compete. And, you know, even we face Colts neck, um, you know, Gubatosi, he's a kid. I, I never played with growing up, you know, but we went down to uh, play in the perfect game at Jupiter uh, with Team Northeast together. And, you know, I go down there and I meet him. Uh, I meet Charlie Jones. And, you know, now I'm creating these relationships with these kids. And not only am I going to get to see them this year, but, you know, these are friends that I'm making and we're getting to compete along the way. But it's really cool. You know, you got other arms like Crotchfelt. We grew up, we, when I say we, like all the kids in the short conference here, start naming some of the top guys. Like we all grew up together. So that's a kid like growing up, that's a tough arm to face, you know? So travel teams, you know, 
yet Manchester travel team or Tom's River travel team, whatever it is, you go, you go face Jackson every time, you know, you're going to, you're going to run into Crotchfeld at some point. So it's, we all grew up together and we like to compete. So it's nice to see all everyone growing. And now it's senior year, just lay it all out there, see what happens. So it's pretty safe to say you've been looking to 2022 for a long time. Definitely. I would say I've been looking for, forward to 2022 for a while, but I'm trying to make the most of it. I mean, I only got, well, we got nine more weekends before I'm out to Duke and it's crazy. That's it. So you literally are out at Duke, like pretty much five minutes after graduation, right? I mean, like the, the next days or something. Yep. So I graduate and then within like five days, I'm, I'm reporting to Duke to take my first summer classes and uh, we have a workout. So tell us about Duke and, and how you got, I mean, obviously the school is, you know, tremendous. You're, Coach K is leaving and you're coming in. So it's like one legend is leaving and one legend is coming into school, I think, right? Is that what we're going to say? Yes, just yet. But but tell us how that kind of came about. I mean, I'm sure you had plenty of schools to choose from. Um, you know, how did they get involved? You know, how did you get involved with them and what what really stood out? Um, yeah, I mean, I think my, my recruiting process started early for me. Um, uh, maybe not as early as some others, but my freshman year, I, I had some looks from some schools, um, you know, going into my sophomore year, I definitely had a few offers, but it really all started to develop for me once I got to the junior national. Um, so I went there and prior to going there, I don't know if you ever heard of CSA before, but mm -hmm. CSA helped me reach out to a lot of schools and they created a lot of connections for me, which that was, you know, props to Sam Scharf and, uh, you know, and Mark, who both do a wonderful job over there. But, you know, prior to that happening as well, I had a lot of connections to the Niners. So, you know, Coach Maida, um, Coach Galante, Coach Corey, all those guys over there, they helped me a ton, you know, creating connections and, you know, setting up opportunities, put me on a stage where, you know, there's going to be some eyes watching. So obviously, thank you to all those guys. And, uh, yeah, so I went to the Junior National. I was there, and I had some talks with some bigger schools prior to going there. But when I went there, you know, I think everything just kind of fell in place at the right time with the right people watching. And, uh, you know, I took a good BP round, came out of my BP round. You know, within minutes, you know, schools were on the phone with me trying to talk to me. And, you know, then it was it was like, without trying to be rude, hey, coach, I'm so sorry, but I got to go do the fielding portion now. And I got to <laughs> – after that, we got a game. So – so then after that, I, you know, went and did the fielding portion, came back, got a few more phone calls, then went to the game the next day. And uh, one of my first at-bats, there was a kid on the mound. I think he later committed to South Carolina. And uh, I went up there and I hit a ball at like 100 miles an hour into right center field. And uh, literally, I walked out of that dugout, came up the stairs and uh, – it was it was crazy just the the amount of attention I was getting just from that and uh, I don't know what the coaches saw obviously 100 miles an hour does speak like does speak for itself but uh, obviously there's a lot more that goes into it you know including like grades and you know just the way body moves uh, you know physique whatever you want to say it is uh, projection but it was all just right place right time and uh, I, I made the most of it. I capitalized on the opportunity I had there. So that was good. And uh, right after that, I talked to Duke. Duke was one of the schools that was on the phone with me. And I heard from Coach Pollard. And 
that he he was ready to offer me right then and there on the spot and and I was I was floored I was I was like yeah. oh God, this is Duke University this is crazy like and I think that was the first time prior to that I had a bunch of offers and at that point I was the first time I was like really like getting emotional about it like getting really really excited like and even my dad could tell my mom could tell like it definitely was different it was special there was something different about talking to coach Pollard and coach Jordan and coach Steen on the phone so you know I went there maybe like a week later we went on a um on a visit and checked things out I didn't I didn't ever really saw it all yet and uh we actually saw some of it on our way to the junior national. So we got to see bits and pieces of some colleges down there. And it was just the, the best of both worlds, academics, athletics, coaching staff, campus, everything. So I just, I was, this is the right, right, right commitment for me. So. Okay. Yeah. All right. A couple of quick random questions for you here. Um, Music. What's on your uh, pregame? If you're a music guy, what's on your your music list before games? Uh, before games, you know, I start listening to music real early on in my day. I I'm big on that. You could ask any of my teammates. You know, on the bus ride, no one talks to me. It's just laser focus. Um, but music. I I definitely mix in a lot of rap. You know, you'll definitely get the the classic ACDC songs and you know, Hell's Bells and all those songs. But I, honestly, anything upbeat just to keep me going, I'm, I'm, my gets my blood flowing and I'm ready to go. If you could play at one stadium where, that you haven't played in yet, mm, where would you stadium. want to play? I'd want to play at Dodger Stadium. L.A. seems so cool. I think that would be awesome. Or – Obviously, I'd like to play for the Yankees too. The Yankees would be sick. Throw the pinstripes on, but I've been to Yankee Stadium quite a bit. The Yankees are your team. Yankees are your team, right? Yankees are my team, but you know, obviously, that's not what it comes down to when the draft rolls around. <laughs> it's whoever's paying that, whoever's signing the checks becomes your team real fast. Real fast. One thing we don't know about Andrew Fisher: I drink like a gallon and a half of water a day, almost every day, and. That's just that's just me. I literally finish my gallon. I carry a gallon with me to school every day, and uh, I finish it probably around two o'clock, and then fill it up back around halfway, and and then finish it before I go to bed. So I drink a ton of water. It just kind of fuels my body, and you know I part think it just makes me feel better. Part man, part fish. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Um, favorite beach town? Manasquan. Hands down, that's where I'm at. In the summer, that's my spot. If I'm not home and you're looking for me, I'm at Manasquan. <laughs> Manasquan Beach. Favorite all-time Yankee? Ooh, favorite all-time Yankee. So, I obviously, I like Jeter. I like Mariano Rivera. Um, Gardner's a great one. Um, but he was kind of, so the guy I'm going to say, you're probably going to be like, oh, okay. Um, I like Didi Gregorius. So, that's right. that's that's my guy. That. Shared little shared Yankees Phillies there. That's okay. It's good. Yeah, yeah. I uh, it's kind of you. You introduced me as Sir Fish. This is why my Instagram is is Sir Fisher because he's knighted right. by the England. And when I was younger, he's my favorite player. So I'm like, oh my god, this is so cool. His name is literally Sir Didi. So I'm like, all right, I got to make mine a Sir Fisher. This is like, I don't know, sixth, seventh grade. Whenever I first got it, and I was like, no, nah, this is awesome. This is really cool. And then 
you know, the friends started busting my chops about it, but it's, it's cool. Then you had to keep it once they start busting your chops. Have, have to keep it. So, so the best thing there is you just answered the one thing we didn't know about you at the same time as you told us who your favorite player was. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yep. Most of us have no idea that that's why you're Sir Fisher. Yeah. But that's awesome. One piece of advice that you got along the way that you try to use to help guide you on your career. Um, one piece of advice that I've gotten, um, I would say this actually has been enforced by many, many different coaches, you know, mentors, peers, everyone, parents, um, is going through the process of like developing, whether it's as a person or a player, you know, everyone's going to have their own way and their own advice and own peace of mind to share. And at the end of the day, it's not what works for them. It's what works for you. So what I take from that is, you know, I meet new people every day. I meet new coaches who have new philosophies or whatever it is, you know, whether it's I'm lifting or I'm running or I'm hitting, fielding, everyone has a different mindset on it. You know, hey, you need to do this X amount of times this way, you know, and I do what works for me. So in that moment, I take whatever that coach has given me, I try it out and moving forward. If that's what works for me, I continue to do it. You know, maybe I'll make some altercations through it. But, uh, you know, I've done that, I guess, since I've been real little. I've had a bunch of, you know, coaches. I would say a good core group of coaches that have told me, you know, everyone's going to want to chip in and kind of help you, mold you. And uh, I've taken a little bit from everyone. And they, that's kind of what's made me who I am now. Yeah. And one other question now that I'm thinking about it. You know, you obviously – Plenty of scout attention. You know, you've gone through all the things to you know, work crazy and, and, you know, to get ready for potentially, uh, you know, the draft. And if not, certainly Duke. Um, what would it be? What would it be like? I mean, obviously, it's it's a 20 round draft now instead of a 40 round draft. You've got a commitment to one of the best schools in the country. So, you know, there's a, a ton of things that could happen. But just the emotion of, you know, even if it's the 20th round and it's the last pick and you end up saying, I'm going to do whatever, just to hear your name be called in the in the MLB draft, I mean, what would that what would that mean? I mean, for me, I mean the world. You know, it's it's my motivation to to get up every day and just be better than the last day. You know, that's the one percent better mentality. Every every time I, you know, step foot in a locker room, it's I'm, I'm here to win. I'm here to get better. And at the end of the day, that's the dream goal. You know, whether it's going to do first or straight to the league, whatever it is, you know, I, I want to, I want to be a professional athlete. I, I live and breathe baseball and it's my, my appetite, my, how much water I drink, my, you know, athletic schedule, my academic schedule, everything, my weightlifting schedule, it all relies for me for me on when I'm playing baseball. So, you know, my load is different for academics and athletics for when I'm in my off season versus when I'm in my regular season. You know, I just, I live and breathe the sport. It means the world to me. And I'll, I'll you know, I, I've never won a state championship. So, you know, this year I'm, I want to win a state championship. That's the first goal. And I know we, we want to talk about the draft, but you know, for baseball, I, I want to win a state championship. The short conference is there. The, the division is there. That's all, you know, great and all. But at the end of the day, I, I mean, I could speak for eight other guys that are going to be on the field with me. 
you know, when that time comes, I want to win a state championship. Oh. All right, so Nick Lavarco. Um, he's kind of my right-hand man right now. He, uh, he's been by my side through these past four years of high school. Um, you know, coming to senior, senior year, I couldn't have asked for a better friend. Um, transferring to Wall Township, was it was new to me it was it was obviously it's new for everyone you transfer to a new school and I could say right away the kid took me in right under his wing and showed me around the school friend group everything just made me feel included just overall good kid so we both play on Niners and uh you know through Niners we made a lot of connections through other schools around the short conference you know a lot of competitive athletes that play in that program and uh you know Nick was kind of indulged in that prior to, to me being there. And, uh, you know, freshman year, I would say was his second full season in the Niners, maybe third full season in the Niners program. So he kind of had a good understanding of, you know, the way they went about, went about their business, the way they were going to teach hitting and, you know, fielding and throwing and all their philosophies. So he kind of aided my growth on that end of the spectrum there. So that was something I could have, couldn't have thanked him more for he he guided me through that whole process of you know developing as a hitter you know mentally and physically you know he pushed me in the weight room you know there we're we're going to the weight room two three times a day in the off season you know whether it's to lift to stretch to recover you know he's pushing me to go get that extra meal you know get that get those extra calories in me and you know he's kind of put those traits that people know me for and then kind of instilled them in me. And, you know, right now he might not have that big commitment, you know, to a big school or whatever, but he, he deserves an opportunity. And, and that's my personal opinion. I'll, I'll vouch for everyone in my opinion that I feel deserves to be vouched for. And he is definitely one. So he, uh, you know, I hear people tell me like, Oh, you know, what, what makes you wake up at 4am to go lift before school? The first, the, the first person I, I, mention is Nick Lavarca. Like that kid, I have four or five missed phone calls on my phone at 3.59 before my alarm <laughs> goes off at 4 o'clock. back here to JBS today. We've got a, a special part of our show here. We've got both uh, Andrew Fisher, as we were talking to earlier, and we're joined by Wall teammate, his close friend, Nick Lavarco. Thanks for coming on, Nick. Yeah, no problem. So wanted to ask you, while I got the two of you guys together, what I've heard, and, and I don't know, I guess, Nick, you can ask me because Andrew's given you a lot of credit for this. Our daily routine in the off season, right? You guys, uh, we'll say that you know to say that you guys hit it pretty hard and 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 are pretty dedicated. Probably an understatement. Tell us what our uh, hard work routine is in the uh, when it's not baseball season, and then uh, we'll start with that. Yeah, I mean, we wake up at like around four a.m. Get to the gym by like four thirty-five. Eat a little something before and after the gym. We wrap up our lifts. Go to school. And during school, we can't do much, but we get out of school, two o'clock, three o'clock, we got a vow speed class. That's like our time to just get to work. 
And after, we go back to the gym, usually, all the time. And we just go out and get after it. We lift, do, uh, do what we know to do. Yeah. Now, Andrew's given you a lot of credit and sort of, I mean, first of all, said that if he's not up on time, there's there's a lot of messages that. Uh, yeah, no, we buzz each other's phones until <laughs> one of us wakes up. Um, but this was kind of your, you kind of pushed him along into it, it sounds like. Um, when did this, yeah, really, I mean, you know, when did this become your thing? Oh, uh, well, I, I kind of figured it out, like, why not, like, do, why not work out when kids aren't working out while they're sleeping, you know, getting their sleep. So I, I definitely see it, like, paying off in the field as, like, we play the season, starting to approach us. But I just feel like it's a great time to just get out there, you know, while everyone's, like, no, like, not many kids are working out at 4 a.m., so that's why. Yeah. Not, I mean, Andrew, I guess, like, people talk about, you know, being hardcore enough to work out when nobody else is, you know, how does it feel to that you guys are two guys who are actually living that? Yeah. I mean, it feels, it feels good. I would say, uh, you know, I definitely hear it a lot from my classmates, you know, I walk in and, and I'm, I'm energized. I'm ready to go. First block. You look at me, I got a big smile on my face and I'm ready to go. Um, you know, kids look at me, like, what's this kid doing? You know? And I'm just, I'm, I don't know. I don't know if it's. I'm just excited to be there, but I know at that point in my day, at 7 a.m., I already got something done, you know. And I don't feel alone in that. I feel we got Nick Lavarco, Nick Colbert, our second baseman. He's there with us in the morning as well. Our one of our catchers, Drew Tutenberg, he's there. We have a big group of kids that you know. We have a group chat, and we're all there in the morning. And and it's it's what's really nice about it is we compete where we get in there to compete. We're not afraid to break a sweat in there, you know? So we get, we get in there. We, un, we understand we're there for an hour and a half, two hours, whatever it is. And we're there to get something done. You know, we, why wake up if you're not going to go hard? You know, if you're going to, if you're going to dog it, there's no reason to be there. So, you know, you can even, you can ask Nick, you can ask all our buddies. We're, we're all sleeping at 8.30, 8.45, 9 o'clock when, you know, kids are up playing video games till 10.30, 11. They choose to do their homework then. You know, they're fighting to turn in that paper right at 11.59 before it turns 12. You know, for me, I'm, I'm, I'm asleep at 9 o'clock. If one of my friends texts me, you know, anytime really past 8.30, I'm not really on my phone. You know, and this is solely really in the offseason. Um, even in season, I, do, I don't really go to sleep too late anyways. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it's, it definitely pays off. Like, like Nick said, I, I can feel it right now. My body feels good. I feel ready to go. Um, I definitely feel stronger. Um, I don't really feel like there's too much I can't get through at this point. Um, you know, there, there's a moment of when you wake up every day that you're like, wow, I could just turn the alarm off and go back to sleep. You know, you have that choice to all right, I'm going to stand up. I'm going to get up out of bed. You know, you have that choice to eat that extra meal or whatever it is, you know, and me and Nick both push each other as hard as we can. And if we can do that, we can pretty much do anything. So Nick, he, Andrew says that like he's up at seven o'clock and energetic and, and, you know, everybody's kind of looking at him kind of crazy, but something tells me he's like that all the time. Yeah, no, that, that's just fish. Like you gotta yeah. get to know him a little bit. Yeah. He's always like that. Has he Sometimes, ever not like, had like a ton of energy? What's up? Has he ever not had like all that energy? It doesn't matter. No, it's rare. Energy. It's rare. Rare yeah. for him to, he's tired. He's never tired. No, no. How how is that possible? 
I don't um, know. I'll be like, fish, I'm tired, man. Like, I, I got to get to bed soon. He's like, nah, man, just keep going. I was like, I'm like, all right. So, so Nick, how has Andrew pushed you, you know, player-wise? I mean, is it, you know, because he's, he's talked about the impact that, that you've had on him and, and get him in that, that frame of mind. But, but what impact has he had on you to get you to, to this point and the, the kind of player you are? I mean, we've been playing together since, what, freshman year, I think. Freshman summer, we met. Actually, freshman winter, we met at a facility down in Tom's River where we used to hit. We don't hit there anymore, but that's where we used to hit. I met him there. It was like 1030 at night. His dad is there. My dad is there. Like, parents are waiting up. But, like, yeah, that's the first time I met him. And, like, it was something just clicked. Like, we were both going to get after it. And, like, ever since then, like, we've always been just texting each other and stuff. Like, always trying to get better. Always looking for an opportunity. And, I mean, I think if, if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be where I am today. Why do you say that? Because he's always there. Like, you know, he's always pushing me. He's always like, one extra rep, you know. Like, that's, that's just Andrew. But uh, it sounds like, Andrew, I mean, knowing that you've got somebody who's going to do that kind of helps you both, I would think. Definitely. I would say even for me, like, it goes all the way down to even, you know, outside of athletics, you know, just, just being a good person, you know, good, good person in and out of the classroom, just being respectful of the teachers, just having a kid, you know, by your side through high school that, you know, we're both named captains of the varsity team. We're the two captains and, you know, we look, we look over at each other, you know, we're down three, nothing. And there's a sense of, you know, if, if he doesn't have this, I'm going to pick him up. And if, if I don't have this, he's going to pick me up. So there's just a sense of confidence I have in him. You know, I rely on him. He's, you know, he's literally a phone call away. If something happens at 3 a.m. this morning, I say, you know, I, I got one person to call. I know he, he's going to be there. It's Nick Lavarco. Give him, give him a call. He's there. Boom. 20 minutes, he's at my house. You know, it's going to take him 10 probably to get out of his house because, you know, 3 a.m. he's a little slow. He, he starts to pick up the pace at 4. But um yeah no he's it's just it's awesome you know even in the hallways at school you know some teachers he might not even have had you know hey how you doing how you doing just being polite respectful like some that stuff rubs off you know and he starts doing that I start doing that now all of a sudden the whole team is just being going out of the way to just be nice hold the door for the next person you know whether it's whether you hear Andrew's name get called in the draft in June or you're watching him in the ACC next year, either way, what's that going to be like for you? I'm going to be watching every day, like at that, like I'll be, I'll be subscribed to ACC, like whatever the network is to watch. If I can. All yeah. Them, like, Duke extra whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. But I think it's going to be pretty sweet. No matter what happens, I'm, I'm there for him. No matter what he does, what choice he makes. But I think it's going to be pretty sick. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And Andrew, tell me, you know, Nick's, Nick's going to get a chance somewhere, obviously, next year. Um, tell me what kind of player he is. I think he's, he's a captain. That's what, is what it comes down to. Whether he's a freshman or he's a sophomore, he's a junior, he's a senior, he's a captain. You know, his presence is known on the field. Even in warm-ups, he takes control. It's, he's just that guy. And, you know, like my freshman year, obviously everyone's equal. We're all playing on the freshman team. And obviously I walk into a new school, I know no one. I look at Nick and I just feel his presence. Like I, uh, there's our captain. You can look at him, you can point right to him. Just, that's our guy. That's our two hitter. That's our three hitter. That's our, that's our leadoff. That's our center fielder. So, you know, he's, as an, as a 
player standpoint, physical standpoint, um, I think he's got all the tools in the world. He's he's fast. He's you know six seven runner, six six runner, um, can steal bags in game. You know he has that mental awareness. He has that baseball IQ. Um, in the outfield, you know I don't really pitch much, but when I do pitch for the the high school team, if a fly ball is hit in the outfield, even if left center, center, right right center, I know it's it's caught. I, I the other day we were playing against Coltsnack. I threw a pitch. It was hit almost all the way into left field, and all of a sudden I look back over my shoulder and. There's Nick diving, like fully, fully laying out, catching a ball he had no business catching. So, you know, physically, I think Division One baseball is not not a reach for him. He's there, um, in my opinion. Uh, hitting wise, again, he's. I don't. I don't want to say he taught me because he's not the coach that taught me. But we we ha we can have a professional conversation about hitting with mechanics, approach, everything. He understands it. He gets it. He's very teachable. Um, and he's a very approachable guy too. Um, you know, he's very he's willing to admit when he makes a mistake, or he's willing to ask questions when he's struggling. You know, he doesn't put his head down. Nick, this one's for you. Question, because well, you both were um, freshmen when Wall won the state title last time in 2019. So you got to see, even if you weren't up on the varsity team, if you weren't whatever, you still got to see. You still got to experience the state title. What would it be like to to have a run like that as a senior? Unreal, like like that that was crazy. Just even watching it, like I was we weren't even part of the team, and like it was just unreal to watch those kids. Those kids were just a great group of guys. They just worked together hand in hand. There's just like, uh, yeah, it would be undescribable to be able to do that. Yeah, yeah. Guys, thank you so much for for kind of taking this time together to uh, to talk with us here. Um, Andrew Fisher headed off to well, we'll see after this year, but let's uh, Nick Lavarco, same. Let's see where you're headed. Um, but we appreciate that and uh, wish you both the best. Thank you. Thank you. That's the end of this Jersey baseball show. We uh, we look forward to catching Wall a game or two this year and look forward to seeing everybody out at the field.